Good morning, friends. This is Joel Martin with you for the Everlasting Word. Now, today we're going to be in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. And we all know that chapter 6 is a fee of Ephesians is well known for uh, putting on the, uh, the armor of God. But today we're going to look at a verse that's just before uh, we're instructed to put on the full armor of God that I'm afraid that I know I have. I have overlooked it in my lifetime, but it really speaks volumes about our willingness and obedience to put on the full armor of God. And that being <coughs> verse 10 in Ephesians 6. For Paul's writing to the Ephesians, and he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, if you're like me, I've taken that verse for granted a lot of times in my life. I've read over it. I really haven't thought a lot about it. But there is an incredible message in that one short little verse. For Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Now, we all have strengths and weaknesses. My strengths and weaknesses are different from your strengths and strength and weaknesses. But Paul's not referring to our, our capabilities in our own power, in our own strength. For he says, be strong in the Lord. For for us to be strong in the Lord, there must something happen first for us to be strong in the Lord. For what, what needs to happen first is we need to recognize and accept the fact that, that we're weak, that we have no strength, we have no power. Spiritually, all our strength and our power comes for the Lord. For Jesus said in John 15, 5, he said, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. So spiritually, without the Lord, without his power, without his strength, we can do nothing. The best we can do before a holy and a righteous God is as of filthy rags. So for us, in order for us to be strong in the Lord, we must first accept the fact that we're weak and that when we and as Paul pinned down when when he is weak when we're weak then the Lord is strong when we decrease he must increase for see what we have to understand is spiritually we are no match for Satan we are no match whatsoever but we must be strong in the Lord and strong in his might and and you might ask yourself well how do we become strong in the Lord well there's two passages of Scripture that comes to mind that instructs us in how to become strong in the Lord. The first one being in James 5, 6, where it says in the last part of, of I'm sorry, James 5, 16, in the last part of the verse, <coughs> it reads, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So the first requirement of being strong in the Lord, we must have a strong prayer life, but not just a strong prayer life. We need to have an effective and fervent 
prayer life of a righteous man. Now, what, what does that mean of a righteous man? We must, in order to have an effective prayer life, we must be born again. We must be saved. Friends, if we're not saved, as Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. If we're not saved, our prayers, pardon the same, but our prayers are not getting past our upper lip. For the only way that we can approach the, the Almighty God is we must approach Him. For Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father except for by me. The only way you can access God the Father is through faith in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way, only way we can access the throne of God. We must come through faith that Jesus is who He said He was. Jesus lived lived that perfect life for you and I. He went to the cross. He shed his blood. And by faith in him, we can access the throne room of God. But see, James 4, 3 tells us, it says, ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your own lust. For see, a lot of times we pray, but our prayers are not effective because they're not according to the will of God. They're not according to his will. Because when, G when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us, Lord, how to pray, he teaches us how to pray according to God's will. For thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He teaches us to pray according to his will and according to his desires, not according to our will, our wants, and our desires. For that is an effective prayer. For we think about what does the word fervent mean? Well, a synonym, if you will, for fervent would be passionate intensity. So when we go to pray, <clears throat> are we praying just kind of going through the motions? Are we are or are we praying with an intention, with an intensity to commune with God, to communicate with God, and, and and to gain access to his throne room and to understand and commune with him through the Holy Spirit? Is is our intention is is it to pray in the spirit, or is there our intention just to go through the motions and to say that I prayed? For, for us to become strong in the Lord, we must have an effective, passionate prayer life, and we must have our hearts right with God and communing with Him. But then the next scripture that comes to mind is Psalms 119.105. Where it reads, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So do we study God's word in a way where it lights our path throughout our life and we follow his paths of righteousness for his name's sake? Do we depend wholly and completely on his word to, to give us that peace, to give us that joy and direct our lives? For in other words, if we don't have an effective, passionate prayer life, if we don't fully depend on God's word and let it light our path, let it be a light for our direction in our life. We are not being strong in the Lord, for we have to humble ourselves before a true and almighty God in order for us to be strong in the Lord. We have to set aside all our pride. 
We have to set aside all our dependence on ourselves. We have to put all our dependence, all our dependence, everything upon him and be strong in him. For it goes on, it says, <clears throat> finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. For friends, a lot of times we depend on our own self. We don't really tap into the power of the Lord. We really don't depend on his power. And when we think about it, if we're truly born again, we have the power, we have the access, the power that raised the only begotten son of God to, that resurrected the only begotten son of God on that third day. We have that power at our access. If we will just humble ourselves and, and, and call upon the name of the Lord, we will gain access to the power of his might and we will be able to walk in his paths of righteousness for his name's sake in this world for it says in verse 11 it says put on the whole armor of god not just part of the armor for that's where i've made my mistake a lot of times in my life i've wanted to pick and choose what armor i wanted it says put on the whole armor of god that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So do we really think about, child of God, that you're a target of Satan? If you don't think about that, we need to really be thinking about those terms that if we are trying to live for God and we're trying to walk in his paths of righteousness, we are a target of Satan. He is trying, and we don't, we don't know where those fiery darts are going to come from. We don't know the source of them. We don't know the, the, the circumstance of where, of how they might come. We don't know. That's why we're instructed to put on the whole armor of God so that we may be protected and not to be strong in our own might, but to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. For it says, for we wrestle not. And I love the word that Paul uses here. For we wrestle. If you think about two wrestlers, boy, they're nose to nose. They're moaning. They're groaning. And it says, for we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Friends, it's there for the taking. Born again, child of God, it's there for the taking. If you're living a defeated life, you are the one that's deciding to live a defeated life. We have that power. We have that resource in our Lord. If we will just humble ourselves before him and take upon us the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, not part of it, but do all to stand. It says there, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. In other words, there's no guile about you. There's no deception about you. And having on the breastplate of righteousness, that is a metaphor that we're living a holy, separated life, consecrated life that is dedicated to the Lord. Then it says, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We are ready to share the gospel and above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Yes, 
<coughs> Satan, Satan is firing fiery darts at us. We are a target child of God, and Satan wants to defeat us. Satan wants to demoralize us. Satan wants to squash us. But if we will humble ourselves and be strong in the Lord and take up the full armor of God, <coughs> As we are instructed to, we will live a victorious life. And friends, and it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Friends, we have to be in God's word. We have to be meditating on God's word. We have to be memorizing God's word so that we can rightly divide God's word and use it as that sword of the spirit. When those fiery darts come our way so that we may be able to walk in his path of righteousness for his name's sake and then when we meet him face to face he will say he will say enter in you good and you faithful servant we don't want to face the lord jesus christ our personal savior in a defeated state for for he has given us everything we need to live a victorious life if we will just humble ourselves and set our pride aside set all these other things aside and be strong in the lord and in the power of his might and then Paul goes on to say, it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. For see, friends, in order for us to live that victorious spiritual life in the Lord, we got to surrender ourselves. We got to completely surrender ourselves. No dependence upon ourselves whatsoever. No dependence of our own strength. No dependence whatsoever on our own self. And we surrender everything over to our Lord and we give it to Him and let Him lead us and we humble ourselves and we depend on His strength. We depend on His might. We depend on everything about Him so that we can be victorious through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. For we need to be able to put on the full armor. Let's don't put, let's don't put on part of it. Because Satan knows their weaknesses. He knows where to shoot those fiery darts. He knows where to demoralize us. He knows where to depress us. He knows where to oppress us. But if we're strong in the Lord, we will overcome. But that's the message today. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope it's been a help to you. This is Joel Martin.